0: Hello, hello! It's another itsy-pitsy edition of the Hungarian Living Podcast. This time, we are focusing on learning Hungarian. Well, hello! Welcome to the Hungarian Living Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Soboros. Our goal is to discover, celebrate, and share Hungarian heritage, and encourage you to do it too. We'll touch on food, travel, history, music, language, genealogy, and share stories from our guests. We're glad you're here. This is a podcast where we'll explore Hungarian heritage in a variety of ways. We'll introduce you to some fun people and organizations who love their Hungarian heritage and share some great resources with you so you can get connected to your Hungarian heritage in a deeper way. So, whether you know a little or a lot about being Hungarian, this is the place to be. See ya! This is part two of the Itzy Pitsy edition of the Hungarian Living Podcast on Getting Started with Hungarian. Last episode, I asked all sorts of questions about why you might want to learn Hungarian. It is important for you to think about your motivation because that is what will keep you going when things get difficult, because things will get difficult. I promise you. Learning Hungarian isn't easy, but I find it fun, challenging, and rewarding. I always circle back to my why. It helps me stay the course. I will put a link to the first episode in the show notes in case you missed it. My parents spoke Hungarian fluently and could also read and write in Hungarian. I have mentioned before on the podcast that my great-grandparents all came to the U.S. between 1880 and 1927. Most of my grandparents were actually born in Hungary and came over as children. So Hungarian was their first language. And they met and married their spouses and continued to teach their children Hungarian, even though I don't know that anyone was planning on going back to Hungary. But maybe they were always hopeful. And so my parents kind of continue that. But if you have heard my story, you know that I was the third child born in the family. And I think there were some other things that were more pressing for the family. But back to you thinking about your study of Hungarian. The next thing you want to consider if you want to study Hungarian is how, how often, and when. Think about the time you have available to devote to the project. Can you spare a couple of hours a week? Or do you have time for this to be a full-time job? and of course, how much money is available to you for this endeavor. You can certainly cobble together some free things to study, but it will take you some effort, and you will have to spend some time figuring out if you like the format and if it is helping you achieve your goals. If you have more time than money, this is definitely the way to go. There are apps for your smartphone, there are some instructional resources out there that are free, and you can listen to music with lyrics on YouTube. These are all great options. If you have A little money for the project, you might want to spend some time on small group lessons, either in person or online, and then add the freebies to round out your approach. For example, some of the participants in our small group lessons meet an additional time each week as a study group. It doesn't cost any more money because they are meeting together to work on the homework from class without their instructor. They share resources, and the one who understands the concept best can explain it again if someone is confused. Of course, they know they can always talk to their instructor too. It's just an extra point of connecting with the language. And they might participate in our Hungarian Dialogue Sessions or Hungarian Language Clinic or use one of the many apps for studying Hungarian. It might take a little bit of exploring to find out your most useful combination. If you have a lot of money and you are available for 15 to 40 hours a week, you might take a deep dive into an intensive online or in-person class. As I mentioned before, I spent a month at the Debreceni Ejitem, but they have some language schools in Budapest, and there's one in Pech, and probably one in Szeged too. Not that I had a lot of money, because I did get a scholarship for that, but if you have time, you can even take a year off and study Hungarian for real, either in Hungary or from the comfort of your own home. But just be sure to have some ibuprofen along with you. It was very hard work for me to be engrossed in the language for six plus hours every day. It's intense, and I had a headache every single day. So I have done that deep dive in Debrecen at the Debrecen Inati Ajitem for a month, but I've also piddled around here and there for the last 15 years. I have tried a lot of the free apps, but honestly, I always have questions because I don't understand everything, and I look for patterns, and sometimes I see patterns. And sometimes they aren't really there. I have certainly made the most progress with my language skills in the last two years by regularly engaging with the language. I spend about eight hours a week either in class or working on a language app or cobbling together the things that I do. It's a hodgepodge of things, and I will get into more detail in the upcoming episodes about how I do what I do. But I want to warn you that I still get very nervous trying to say what I want to say in Hungarian. I can listen and understand quite a bit, but when I go to speak, it's like my tongue is tied. I think it's my personality because I'm definitely like that if I ever have to speak on a stage in front of a group of 20 or more people, even in English, where I am quite confident. I am mainly a writer, so I think that's part of the problem. But thankfully, those moments of me being called up on stage are extremely rare. I don't really ever have to take the stage. But that same feeling of incredible nervousness overtakes me when I try to speak a sentence in Hungarian. I stumble and stutter and my mind goes blank, and this is especially true if I have to answer quickly. But I hear that this problem means that I am rounding the final stages of communicating in another language. So I think there's hope. I'm just got to get past it and keep on practicing. So whatever you do, keep in mind it is important to practice the language with others. Taking classes one hour a week will not make you fluent in a year. Be realistic. Hungarian is fun and logical and interesting, but it will take some consistent effort on your part. I say put as much Hungarian into your eyes, ears, and mouth as you can. So think about it. Are you a visual or auditory learner? Do you like to just work on your own or do you like knowing there are others out there working through the same material? Is it important for you to have an accountability partner? Do you like to work through a textbook or would you like to use videos and some apps? There are so many possible combinations that it's okay to stop for a minute and think about what you know about yourself, what you already know about Hungarian, and how you best learn. Combine these thoughts with the thoughts I shared in the first episode of this Getting Started in Hungarian podcast series, and you will have a solid foundation for moving forward. We'll get to some practical resources next time. In the meantime, if you have any questions about how we do things in our language classes, send me a message at liz at Hungarianliving.com. We are starting new classes soon, and we'd love to have you join us. If you like the things we talk about here on the podcast, then you might love to receive our e-newsletters. We share all kinds of information relating to Hungarian heritage and ways to make a deeper connection to a variety of Hungarian things. We will have a link in the show notes to sign up for our newsletters, as well as information with some of our class options. Thanks for joining us. Do you want to learn the Hungarian language, Hungarian history, or learn how to research the Hungarian side of your family? We've got you covered. Check out all our learning opportunities, as well as meaningful books and gifts at thehungarianstore.com. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Hungarian Living Podcast, please share it with someone you know who loves their Hungarian heritage. If you own a business and would like to talk about sponsoring an episode of the podcast, please contact us at podcast at Hungarianliving.com for more information. Special thanks to Stephen Chichek and the Animal Cannibals for the show music. Check out our show notes for links to resources mentioned in this episode. If you have a question or comment, we'd love to hear from you. We'll catch you next time.